Welcome back to another great episode of the Uncharted Podcast. This is Poya. I have a special guest joining us, Sri from Rocket Lane. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Poya. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Going to do better after this episode, but thanks for joining us. I, you know, we like to kick it off with a quick personal business bio. Give us some talk, some context on who you are. I'm Sri, the second time founder, building my second SaaS startup now. The first one did fairly well, got acquired by a company called Freshworks in 2015, continued to build that business for four and a half years, learned a lot, almost felt like I was going to a SaaS school at Freshworks. And I decided I've learned enough, graduated to do my second startup. And 2020, just as the pandemic started, me and the same two co-founders as as the last venture, we came together again to start Rocket Lane. And it's been a fantastic journey so far. I love it. It says a lot about you that you got to keep the band together. You know, it's it's not always easy keeping the founders together, but kudos to you. I one question I love to ask, and I know we're going completely off script, but what what becomes easier and what becomes as difficult the second time around as a founder compared to the first time? I think you're less delusional about <laughs> what you know and what you don't. Uh, definitely for us, fundraise became easier. Definitely we had a, you know, a little bit of a playbook of how we want to execute, had more awareness around where we need external help, what we don't know, etc. So there, there was a lot more, I would say, knowledge of the pieces that can make the not necessarily us having the pieces already, but at least which pieces we need to go and acquire. And what has been as difficult no matter what? Hmm. Well, I would say everything is easier for sure. Like even attracting the right team members has been easier. You know, every function we've sort of learned a little in our previous journey. So you start off at a better starting point and in terms of building out a new function. Definitely, I think, you know, we, we are in a more crowded market as years progress. I think there are so many more people who can easily start SaaS companies. So we need to do that little extra to stand out. And luckily, we were cognizant of that and we've done a good job of that so far. But that's something that has gotten harder for all companies, right? Like standing out amidst all of the solutions. There are like 100 solutions for every and there are so many categories vying for attention of the buyer. So I think that's gotten harder overall. But luckily for us, I think we've chosen a place where we've been able to create our own space. Love it. And one of the things you said that resonates is, look, competition is spiked up, right? Sometimes it's competition that are your peers that are going after the same you know, talent. Sometimes it's direct competitors. It could be anything, but there's a lot of noise, right? And one of the things you said is we, we got to get better at you know, differentiating ourselves, staying ahead of the curve. And that's one thing, honestly, I've, I've admired from like my very little interactions with you, at least from the outside looking in, you guys have always been able to do more with less. Like, what do you attribute that to? Like, where, where does that come from? Like, in other words, if someone's, you know, trying to do the same thing, like, what are some tips you have for them to, you know, make it transferable into their business? Yeah, I think you've sort of taken a long game approach to building the startup. So we haven't been looking at shortcuts to get ahead on different things. We've instead been focused on, okay, here are things we know we need to do 
really well. We need to stand out from a product perspective. So we didn't even do like an MVP and launch it. We instead said, hey, we're going to take, you know, 10 to 12 months to build that first version of the product. It's going to feel like a feature-rich, complete product at launch. It's not going to feel like a tie, as, as you know, VCs like to say it should feel like at the beginning. So a contrarian approach over there. Likewise, I think it's not like we were saying, hey, we're going to put a product out test it out and if it works we're going to build like a marketing engine around it rather nine months before we launched product we launched a community for people in the space of implementation onboarding customer success which is where we operate and we started building content early right like before we launched the product we had a podcast we had a bunch of blogs we had all these community events we were doing uh, so in a way we started we invested early in creating a market presence and a brand for ourselves I think brand is another area where we've done a lot. We have, of course, been to Saster twice already. We've been to many other events in our domain. We've also done things to stand out on social in front of like the audiences. We've built a base of supporters, people who like us from like the influencer influencers in our space who we built genuine relationships with, right? So I think we've not tried to take shortcuts. We've tried to play the long game. Even G2 is an area we invested in from early saying, hey, we need great reviews from each customer who falls in love with us. So let's ensure that's happening. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. it so to recap, think long, right? Build the distribution before you need to le- leverage it, right? In, in, in terms of like just being actionable and build genuine relationships, right? From that perspective. One of the, for the listeners, one of the things I've admired about Rocket Lane, the first time I really got to know you guys was probably Saturday Annual 2021. And from the outside, I remember like you guys came to the show, like literally you were one of the last few to kind of sign up for it. And I remember because it was so hard to get into the States at that time, because it was the height of Delta variant, COVID, so on and so forth. You had to go to Mexico, kind of do your thing there for like 10 to 14 days. And then you finally got in, you know, the the States and were able to, you know, do what you do in the the market. Let's call it grit. Let's call it whatever you call it. I think that's really easy to have like that drive, right? When you're, let's say the first set of 20 or so employees, right? Like it's, it's kind of that ownership mentality is, is, is fairly easy to, I think, sustain, but it becomes really, really tough when you start doubling, tripling, you know, the company gets really bigger. And that's something I think, at least from the outside, you guys have done a good job at maintaining. What, what do you contribute that to? Like, why, like, have, you know, what I'm trying to say is like, if someone's kind of trying to do the same thing, what, what, what suggestions do you have for them? Yeah, I think, We've brought in people who care, right? Like who are not doing this just to make a buck. But all of our team members are passionate about what we're building as a company. They feel part of that journey building a startup together. I would say this goes back to a few things, right? One is if you get that very initial set of people and you rely on them to bring in the next set of people, their stories, right? Like they're talking about the kind of impact they're having and they're attracting people, bringing people to our our company who want similar experiences, right? Most of the people who join us are not joining for like, hey, I got like a huge hike over 
what I was making elsewhere. They join us because they feel this is the place they can get to learn and grow faster, right? So two things. One, you do need the right momentum for that. Luckily, we've had good momentum as a company. So everyone who joined early could experience a certain growth in in you know their own functioning. They were learning a lot. They were understanding that, hey, they're getting to do things and, and the company is growing and, and they're going to have growth as part of it. And uh, so th- they spread the message and we've had an attractive pool of talent flock towards us as a result. And I think it's also about setting expectations even from the interview stage, right? Like one of the interview questions I typically ask is, hey, what will you do if you see me doing something that you don't think is right for the company? We're making a mistake. What would you do? And they're going to give you an answer that, you know, they bring it up with you or something like that. Let's dig further, right? Let's say I don't agree with your point of view on it. What would you do next? So going down that path in an interview makes them sort of understand that we're looking for people to challenge us, not just go with what we want them to do. So they become believers in their ability to impact what the company is doing. And you know, sometimes they're going to hear no's, but I make sure that I talk to them after that saying, hey, here is why you heard a no here, but please don't stop bringing these, you know, key questions or ideas to us because good ideas are going to come from everywhere. And, you know, that's that's been wonderful for us, actually. Just to give you an example, the goodies we gave out at Saster have been a huge hit last year and this year. Last year, it I mean, 2021 and 2022. 2021, one of our marketing interns came up with the idea that a laptop sleeve could be a beautiful gift to give. And it was, it's been a massive hit for us. We continue to make those and give those to customers and, you know, friends of Rocket Lane in, in different places and at events. The next year, one of our sales reps, who was not in the marketing team even, you know, randomly came up with an idea. Let's give out these desk mats or work mats that you place on the table. And we, you know, and all of this goes beautifully with our design because, you know, we care a lot about our brand and design. We have a team that will craft a beautiful desk mat then, and then that becomes the swag that we give away at Sastra 2022, right? So it is, I think once you get that core team to have that DNA, it's easier for the newer folks to follow it because they see how people are passionate about the company and they become passionate as well. A hundred percent. And I, it, it's money on the table. Just to recap for everybody, look, you got to give a shit is what I call it. Excuse my language. And you said care. Like I think one of the criteria is when you start hiring people, like does this person give a shit right before they join you? But I think it's that part's for good or bad, right? You can assess for it. If for whatever reason you made a miss, you can, you know, remedy the situation. But curious, one of the things you said, which is important is, hey, I want people to feel empowered, right? To bring up their ideas, right? And even if we disagree, they can challenge me. But if the, I like, I want them to, you know, kind of, let's call it feel safe. And I think it's easy saying that, but when it comes to implementing that, it could be sometimes, frankly, like challenging, right? If I'm on the other side, I'm, maybe newer in my career, an intern, a sales, like going up to a CEO or even a founder, like it is not always the easiest thing for me to, you know, give my, give my feedback. How do you like ensure that a, you create that safe space, but to encourage people and empower people to keep bringing you that idea. Like 
is there a process? Is it just done organically? Like how have you guys been able to kind of create and foster that culture? I think it's been more organic than process, but definitely if it's been like a month of having someone in the system and I'm, you know, we, we work from office both in the US and in India. So when we meet our colleagues, if there's a new colleague, I would ask them, hey, you've been at a different company before. What do you think we're doing well? What do you think we're doing wrong? Where should we improve? So just the fact that the CEO is asking that question to someone who maybe is, you know, has worked for two years before this makes them understand that, hey, my opinion matters in so they're going to talk about it, right? And even if we have like someone fresh out of college joining us, I do make it a point that in my first interaction with each of these folks, I tell them, hey, you are someone who, like we want everyone in the team to be open about their ideas, bring it to us. It will get shot down at times, but keep bringing those ideas because we're all building this company together. It could be about something we can do for the team. It could be about the product. It could be about what we're doing in marketing. Always open to ideas from anyone on the team. So I do you know, bring that up. We used to have a more formal catch-up with, with the found, founders for every new member joining. I don't think we've been doing that regularly, but this conversation makes me think I should go back and ensure that that happens more often. You're paying it forward and now I'm paying it forward by reminding you something that you did that you should do. But I think I love tactical advice for everybody on the show. It's like, hey, if you want to implement that, just you got to continuously remind people, right? Like that's, you got to bring it up, not only every hire, but maybe on a more regular cadence. Hey, we want feedback, bring it, you know, empower. And if there's a way to show that as an example, right? Like, hey, this person brought a feedback. Thank you. You know, celebrate celebrate those things. I think that that's kind of how you foster that culture. Well, look, this has been an amazing episode. I, I want to thank you for coming on the show, paying it forward. But before we say our goodbyes, the one question we love to ask is, if you could go back to any time, right? This could be before you started your first company. Maybe it's when Freshworks acquired you guys. Maybe it was before kicking off Rocket Lane. What What's one piece of advice you would give your younger? I'm going to go back to the previous startup journey and say, you know, one thing I did not know or did not figure out back then was how important the market is, the market you're playing in. So, you know, truly, I think there are a bunch of factors, like how good are you as a founder? How good are are you as a team that builds product? You know, how good are you at marketing, et cetera? But what matters most, I think, is is there pull, is there demand for the kind of product you're trying to build? If that is not there, you have a very uphill journey. If that is there, then I think everything else gets pulled from that demand, right? Like the demand sort of forces you to build a better product, forces you to hire better people, forces you to sort of go down that a certain path with a certain momentum so what matters most is is there momentum in the market that you pick to build in so figuring that out first is like the most important lesson i've had in my journey so far and i think i that's what i would tell myself going back in time i love it love it love it love it love it sometimes you just got to double it's 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 assessing, right? Your own, I think it's so important sometimes to assess, you know, what you're good at, what you're bad at. Like even the nitty gritty of like, you know, do I want to sell 
SMB deals or enterprise deals, right? Do I want long sales cycle, small, like, you know, like all those things you kind of got to go through and kind of put the dots together. So it's a ton in terms of things I wish I knew early on in my career as well. But look, again, this has been a fantastic episode for everybody listening. We will put Shree's contact details, uh, social media and whatnot in the show notes. Reach out, thank him for coming on the show. And once again, I, I appreciate you as well as the team for coming on and paying it forward. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Blair. Yeah. The pleasure is all ours. For everybody, until next time, be safe, be well, and we'll catch you on the next episode.